everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Master Instructor Roundtable. I'm Regional Master Instructor Marty Miller, here as always with my fellow Regional Master Instructor and most importantly, dear friend, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how's it going today? Oh, so good, Marty. How are you? Oh, fabulous. Just living the dream. And I'm excited about today. Where are you this week? Exactly. This week, I am actually still in my region. I am in Delray Beach, Florida at my old country club that I left to go to my current position. I am at Meisner Country Club. Hence oh, the, there you go. See the little motivational thing here in the employee lounge. So it's always good. Always good. <laughs> I'm sure they're happy to have you back there, but uh, it's, it's literally, where's Marty this week? You know, you just never know. So <laughs> I will be in another place next week as well. Well, there you have it. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm excited about this topic today because I, you know, I always tell my clients and Marty, I know you've done this as well, that age is just a number. And, um, you know, you, you know, some days you feel like you're really young and you're energetic and other days you wake up and you feel like, oh my goodness, I just gained, like, feel like I'm 10 years older than I really should be. So we're going to actually talk about the differences between health span and lifespan, because there is a significant difference. And I think the research and the information is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I, I really am passionate about this topic. You know, even when I did my doctorate in health sciences, I'm looking at, you know, healthcare versus disease care. That's a whole nother conversation. But it's, you know, the quality of life we can live as we move forward and having the ability to do what you want to do as you age, I think is uh, critically important. And really what you do your younger age does set you up better for success later in life. And, you know, I think it, it just comes down to doing a lot of the little things frequently give you a better chance of having that really high quality lifespan. And I think as, as personal trainers, you know, or any, anybody that's in the kind of the fitness industry, it's important when we talk about, you know, being on a, you know, healthy journey, there is something to be said with that. And, you know, it's not just eating right. It's not about just getting good night's sleep every once in a while. It's really trying to make your, your whole life, you know, as healthy as you possibly can. Cause like you said, you're just setting yourself up to what's going to happen, you know, years later. And, you know, unfortunately what we do in our our younger days can affect us later in life, even though at the time it seems like it's fun and it's not going to impact us, but it does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we'll, we'll jump into kind of our bullet points today. So clearly we want to talk about what do we mean by health span versus lifespan, just so we're on the same page. I think that this is going to become more normal nomenclature moving forward in the industry, but I think it's good to kind of set that. We've already kind of touched on why it's important, but we'll dig into a little bit more detail on that. And then clearly, what can NASM fitness professionals do regarding this important topic? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, to dive on in. If you guys are just joining Marty Miller and I on today's Master Instructor Roundtable, we're talking about the differences between health span and lifespan. And of course, I am Wendy Batts and Marty Miller is going to also be here telling us all this incredible information. And so let's actually just talk about the definitions of the differences. And, you know, I think, you know, Marty, when we talk about lifespan, we're talking about the total numbers of years that we live. So, you know, it's pretty much self explanatory like when were you born when did you die and what were the years in between the two and there you go and so you know but but when we're talking about like health span we're really looking at like those years that we live healthy lives within the lifespan that we're living because when we're looking at the research it's kind of scary to say okay you know what the average age is going to be here however you're only going to on average be healthy for these many years so you've got 10 to 15 years of living unhealthy with some sort of disease or chronic issues and you know it's it's actually it's kind of scary when you think about it you know and 
And so that's the differences between the two. You know, how long are you living and how, how are you living or how many years are you living the healthy life? And a funny side note on this. So I've been, as, as you, Wendy, we started this early in our career and we've never gotten out of this career. We've changed, you know, jobs and things like that, but we've always been in the health, fitness, wellness, performance market industry. So I remember years ago uh, when I first got into this and became very passionate, I was trying to help my family and God bless my mom. You know, she was like, ah, you know, it's kind of, it is what it is. You know, she kind of rolled in the fact that you're kind of predestined as you age. And I remember now, you know, this is 25 years ago. I didn't think maybe I should have really spent some more time on it. I could have come up with this. But I told my mom, like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not going to live a day longer because I do what I do, but I'm going to live a healthier life. So all the way back 25 plus years ago or more, I kind of understood that it's not always going to extend your life. I truly believe statistically we know it will. But I just wanted to have a healthy life throughout my life. So I'm kind of I'm kind of happy now that there is more study behind it. There is more conversation about it. And, you know, I think that's key is how healthy can we be for as long as we can be? Yeah. And and you know what? What I found interesting and, and I used to work for a company um, that uh, ended up purchasing another company. So it acquired another company and they had something called the real age test. And, you know, it's actually multiple pages of questions about your your history, your family history, you know, what were you currently doing today, your sleep habits, your stress habits, your work, you know, what is it on a, on a scale from this to this? I mean, so they're pretty, you know, um, deep questions where you really have to think about it. And then at the very end, it spits out a number. And so it's like, you know what, if I'm this age, based on the way that I'm answering this questionnaire, my quote, real age is, you know, such and such. And, you know, I, I have to do that every single year now for my insurance in order to get a discount on the insurance. So it is something that, you know, of course our field is really taking more seriously. And, you know, I always find it fascinating, like, well, how young am I going to be in comparison to how old I really am? And, you know, and it's kind of like, dun, 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 and, and I want to see the difference from year to year. Um, you know, luckily I am younger than my quote real age. And, um, you know, You're 21 so, instead of 25. How did you know, Marty? Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and, but that's how I get my discount from my insurance is I have to fulfill that requirement. And so I, you know, our producer just laughed. So I don't know how to feel about that. Just so you know, um, <laughs> but, but you know, it's interesting that you mentioned what he, so, you know, I've done the questionnaires and I, you know, I, I, again, just like education, there's things that I invest in for my health. So I had opportunity to do something similar and it was just really deep dive blood work. And I was interested and man, it was a deep panel. It went way deeper than like your standard cholesterol and things like that. And it did use those markers to, you know, and I was eight years younger and I was excited about that because one, that's, it's a significant number, but two, like my lifestyle is not the easiest with travel and things like that. And I purposely focus on how to stay consistent. How do I get my sleep? How do I get my exercise in? How do I eat healthy when I'm on the road? It's not by accident. And I know Wendy, how crazy and chaotic your life is with all your work you do, you've got a young six-year-old boy and like you have to purposely, and I won't, you know, Tony's is obviously a big part of that chaos in a good way, but <laughs> we love Tony, but you know, it's easy to get off track. It's easy. I mean, I really think, cause I had my kids younger in the sense. So like my life is kind of coming back to a little bit more of a structured routine, but there's always something that happens in life. And all of a sudden five years, 10 years goes by and you're like, man, I, 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 I kind of got off. 
And that's where we talked about at the very beginning is if we can do it earlier, you're going to benefit from it later in life. And that's why I think consistency is the key. Absolutely. And yes, those of you guys that have six-year-old kids, you understand how hard life can be sometimes. Eating the chicken nuggets. (laughs) Mac and cheese, chicken nuggets. Yes, that is a daily, yes. Anything to get him to eat these days, he can have it. So, but um, on the Master Instructor Roundtable today with myself, Wendy Batts and Marty Miller, we're talking about the differences between lifespan versus health span. Like, what is the difference? Why is that important? What are ways to think about this, especially if you are a personal trainer and you're working with clients because everyone wants to look younger. And I know, Marty, we're going to talk about this probably in detail, too. And, you know, there are so many different things out there that can fill your wrinkles or, you know, enhance certain parts of your body or, you know, you know, going to get, you know, tummy tucks and a lot of different things. But, you know, when you're looking at life expectancy itself, you know, when you're looking back of where we were and where we are today. I mean, there's significant differences. So if you look at the first bullet point here in 1919, the average life expectancy for people in the U.S. was about 56 years old. And of course, now when you're looking at it then in comparison to today, it's 79. And, you know, when you think about it, we've we've grown with medicine. We've grown with the understanding, I think, of health and wellness and exercise and being able to, you know, know what we should be doing in relation to what is the norm. I mean, I know back in the day, I mean, my parents smoked cigarettes. They didn't roll down the windows. I never wore a seatbelt. I drank out of the, the garden hose. I was, you know, I was out and about until, you know, nighttime. And so it's like, you know what? That was just the normal way of life, you know, and my grandparents were the same way. And, and, and so, you know, we're learning so much more of things that we know is right and wrong in comparison to, you know, what are the, the better choices. And I think too, with food, you know, and having a better understanding about nutrition and the, the supplements and everything, I think all of that plays an important role in how we can really try to change our health span. And when you look at the leading cause of death, they're all behavioral based, right? It's mm-hmm. things that you have control over in your life. Where back in 1919 and even earlier, you could catch, you know, a disease, you know, malaria, things like that. So we've gone from those type of things being the leading cause of death to basically, where's your focus? Are you focused on your health and wellness? So in, you know, knowing that what's coming down the pipeline, the more people like me and you that do these surveys and do the blood test, they're going to have, you know, longer uh, or more data to put artificial intelligence in to get even better predictors. But the one thing I can tell you is it's not going to be, oh, we have enough information. You have to stop exercising. That's always going to be critical. And then it comes down to why NASM is so important. Because if you can't move well, you can't move often. If you can't move often, you can't move with any type of intensity. That's why this is such an important topic for all of our NASM uh, fitness professionals, because you are a key part of people improving both their health span and lifespan. People need to move. People need to move well and they need to be able to move without pain. And then everything else opens up. Mm-hmm. I mean, even this morning I worked with a client and we spent 30 minutes on the flexibility side of it. And I was like, you know what? This is the most important thing for you. I mean, he's 70 years old. He loves to, to go play golf. He's very active, you know, and he's traveling the world now because he can. And it's like, you know what? I've got it. Like you said, you've got to be able to move better 
and in order for them, you know, for, for him, especially to be able to play and do the things that he wants to do. And he does care about, you know, how he feels, how he plays and wants to, you know, still feel like he did when he was 50. So, you know, and when you're looking at this too, like you said, Marty, when people are getting into this profession, because we have so many new trainers that constantly come in because they see the benefits of, and, and they enjoy working out. And it's just so much more than that. It's really taking someone and, and putting them on that fitness journey and being able to get them to where they want to be long-term. And, you know, we play a significant role in that. And, you know, that's something that I, I, I think has kept me in the industry. I'm sure the same as you, Marty, mm -hmm. because, you know, when people are constantly like, Hey, you know, this is, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't able to do this 10 years ago and look at me now and they can see a difference and they were younger then. I think that's, that's a, that's a huge, huge, um, that says a lot about what we do in our industry. Right. And for those of you just joining us on the Instru master instructor Roundtable this week, I'm Marty Miller here with my dear friend, Miss Wendy Batts. We are talking about health span versus lifespan. And Wendy, one of the things that, you know, I've always tried to get people to focus when I work with them is let's focus on the process of living a healthier lifestyle. Let's work on understanding, I have to say it, that fitness is that race with no finish line because a lot of people come into fitness because they want a cosmetic change, which I, that's great. You have a goal, you have motivation that gets you in, but our job is to shift them on a lifelong process because what if they one first and foremost, pick the wrong cosmetic goal. They may, no matter what great, great shape they get in, they may never be able to pick that. They may never hit that cosmetic goal, but they think it's a failure where they've lowered their cholesterol. They've lowered their resting heart rate. They've prevented, you know, diabetes or being pre-diabetic. They're increasing their health span. They may not understand that. And they may only look in the mirror at cosmetics. So I respect that. And we want to work towards it. But you and I've always said, if I get you in tremendous shape, the cosmetics will fall into place best they can, because you're able to do different levels of exercise, increase intensity, things like that. So, you know, I've always had this passion to shift people's focus down this journey. And that's why I love this topic so much. Well, and I think it's important too, that you've got to love who you are and we're all made differently. And of course, you know, when you're reading these magazines and you see these, these models and they, you know, people look a certain way and everything, you don't know how they feel inside because, you know, they, they may be, you know, really skinny or something, but they also may be unhealthy with how they're living their life and, and they're not eating, you know, like, you know, the, the proper diet that, that most of us would, would normally do. And so I think, you know, to your point, Marty, we all want to look a certain way and feel a certain way, but we also, I think, have to dig deep into who we are and be happy with what we have. And if we're not, we can make those, you know, those changes that we need to make in order to look a certain way and feel a certain way. Love it. Very good. So we covered this. So let's continue on with our next slide here and see some of the other great, I think, great information we're providing. So Baby boomers, this is a huge population now. They're coming into gyms, coming into facilities. This is going to be potentially one of your largest parts of your clientele base. So it's kind of important to understand this, this demographic. So when you look at the baby boomers here in the U.S., adults over 65 expected to more than double by 2060, outnumbering children for the first time. So we're going to have this big increase in that generation of people that are 60, 65, and they're going to want to continue to be healthy. So this is a perfect target market for us. And we can help them understand this health span. It's going to be important for them. And then I like this other bullet point here. At medical school, we we're told that our aim should be to help our patients die young as late as possible. So like I really, when you read that again, I like that, right? You want to, we're all going to have that part of our life, but we want to be as healthy 
as we go into those final stages. So that way we just lived a very rewarding life and we weren't kind of restricted by musculoskeletal issues or other disease. We want to live a healthy life as long as possible. Yes. And, and I really love that quote as well, because it says so much, but then also too, when we think about the OPT model, we need to think about, you know, the importance of why we do what we do expect, you know, we've talked so much Marty about, you know, the extended warm up. you know, why you should roll, why we should do certain stretches, but then also, you know, working on the core to really help with alignment and postural issues. And then of course, balance. And so, you know, when, when you're designing programs, especially as we see this population is going to continue to age, you know, we are going to be working with, with older clients and, and that's here to stay. We all know that because as you saw, we're seeing people live longer. We need to be smart in our programming. We need to think of, of people, not as seniors, but active older adults. And, you know, there are a bunch of courses that I know NASM's put out there, the new one being the senior course. And I mean, I wrote the chapter on program design, and that's the one thing I stress the most is do not design programs based on age, design programs based on goals that are achievable and smart, and then also design programs based on how someone's moving and where are they starting and where they want to be? And, you know, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about NASM is we provide that blueprint and those guidelines. So therefore, it doesn't matter someone's age, you know, because unfortunately, I've got younger people that don't move as well as some of my older people. And, you know, we're seeing that more and more because they're sitting down playing video games. They're picking up bad habits. They're always on the computer. You know, there's just so many changes of what what Marty, you and I probably did as children being outside until dark, coming in when it was dinner time. And then it was like, you sit down, do your homework. Now people are sitting all day. They come home. They have a ton of homework more so than they probably ever have before, or they just sit down and, you know, they're watching television, they're on the computer, on their electronics. And, you know, so we're seeing a bunch of positive changes, but then we're seeing some negative changes too. And, you know, we just want to keep in mind, you have to get people to move. And I could not imagine how many miles I rode a bike a day as a kid. And I also, I was very good at the sprint intervals when I heard the ice cream truck. I'm just saying. Oh, me too. I could cover some distance and get back because I had to go, you know, right. So you don't see that anymore. But at least I, at least I got my ice cream. (laughs) Well, right now, when you see a truck, you're like, okay, who's inside? Is it creepy? Is, you know, like (laughs) back and forth, you know, back in the day, it wasn't a big deal. The ice cream man was the ice cream man. He was like, oh when you saw it how you could hear that from like miles away that little jingle absolutely you know now it's like okay here's a a man driving a truck that's ringing a bell and it's like okay what did he do with the ice cream where did it come from is it safe (laughs) you know i mean unfortunately that's where we are are saying the good old days wendy i I definitely the hose that was me too so do what you gotta do (laughs) do. all right so let's move on Or we'll, we'll really date ourselves here when we start talking about cartoons and TV shows. Yeah. Well, and I think this is a really good graph, Marty, because, you know, why is this so important when we're talking about like health span? It means, you know, like we're talking about someone that's living their best, healthiest life without any kind of, you know, being chronically sick or being diagnosed with some sort of, you know, cancer or diseases. And so when you're looking, unfortunately, at the deaths per year, and then you're looking at the different, um, you know, the ages and stuff. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I mean, it's statistically when people are getting diagnosed, it's like, okay, if someone has cancer, some people may die within three months. Some people may live, you know, three or four more years, but they're going through different types of treatments and you're getting, you know, chemo or radiation and stuff, which is really, really hard on your body and really hard on the system. Of course, we always, we all want to live as long as we can, but 
what can we do as a preventative when we see some of these? Well, heart disease, we've talked the importance about cardio and really getting things, you know, getting people moving better and feeling better. You know, same thing with, you know, lung cancer. Is it something that's genetic? Is it something that you are contributing to that by smoking or doing some of, you know, being in, you know, pollutant areas, you know, some of that we can control, some of it we cannot. So, you know, when you're looking at some of these, I mean, obviously they're within our control. Some of them are, are not, but, um, you know, those numbers have definitely gone up since 1919 for sure. <laughs> and you know what, Wendy, I've never seen a study yet that says, exercise increases your chances of any of these. Every research shows that the fitter you are, the better you have to either slide through these better than others or prevent. So again, we have not seen research that says by exercising, you've increased your chance of any one of these. So that's where it's so critical for us to get the word out and the message out to people on, and all the amazing fitness professionals here, you really hold the key to healthcare. I almost did healthcare versus disease care in my doctorate studies, but you know, we do great with disease care. We keep sick people alive very well, but personal trainers are the ones that prevent people from having to get into that disease care. So we truly, I wish they would rename it. We are healthcare, mm-hmm. right? Some, you need, you need the disease care. Do not get me wrong. But I think sometimes we rely on it too much. We wait till people get sick. And then we start to treat the sickness where we need to be so much more proactive in what we do and what we find joy in each and every day. We need to get more and more people to participate in it. And if they enjoy it and it's not painful and they progress, they're more likely to stick with it. Yes. And on the Master Instructor Roundtable today, myself, Wendy Batts and Marty Miller are talking about the differences between health span and lifespan. And we've talked about why it's so, so important. And just to, as a, you know, if you guys are just now tuning in, the differences between the two is how long are you living a healthy life versus how long are you just living? And of course, we all want to live that healthier life because really when you start to get sick and you're not able to go out and enjoy life and do the things that you really, really enjoy, are you living? And I think that's one of the, the main things that Marty and I want to express is we have a chance in the field and industry that we're in to help so many people really live their best life for as long as possible. That's the goal. That's lead by example. <laughs> so this just shows up to me, the graphic is perfect, right? This just shows everything that we're talking about. So when you look at the health span, right on one axis and our lifespan on the other axis is you want that, gap at the end to be as minimal as possible, right? We're all going to age. We're all going to have some decline. But what you don't want to see is at age 50, that start to fall quicker. And now there's a wider gap between 50 and 90. Like, let's say that's when the person passed away. So the goal is to keep that health span going as far into the lifespan and have a gradual decrease. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, shameless plug here, but I'm going to proudly talk about it is, you know, Ken Miller and myself on Random Fit talked about blue zones. And Marty, I know that you are very familiar with those as well. And when we were talking about blue zones, it was talking about different places and different countries where people were living an extremely longer, you know, amount of years in comparison to other places, you know, not, not just nationally, but worldwide and why, what made that change. And so if you didn't listen to it, you definitely want to download it, tune in because I am very proud of that episode because I thought we brought in some really good information but Marty, it's the same kind, kind of thing here. They're living very healthy lifestyles. They're growing their own food. They're staying active in, in gardens. They're not stressing about retirement. They're not stressing about, 
about things that are out of their control of what's happening in the world. You know, they're 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 actually just living day by day, looking at the positives of what's happening with them. They're focusing on their family. They're doing things that we all know we should be doing. But unfortunately, we let life and stress and things that are out of our control take over. And, you know, I think that episode with this one fits really close together on the importance of how do we live a better, healthier life and what can we do to live longer, like truly live versus just, you know, sit there and wait for our last breath to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not the goal. But did you did you tell everyone why they're called Blue Zones? Um, well, that was because of the highlighter, right? They were using that as a, see, I, I paid attention. I did the research. So yes, they were called blue zones because when they were actually identifying the places in the world that had people that were living the longest, they were using a blue marker. And so that's exactly, why right. It, you would it. think it was much more scientific than that. It was that's like the blue blockers or something like that. Right. Like, the, you know, I saw like, there is a cool, I think maybe on Netflix, or you know how much I travel. I did watch a documentary on that. It was really interesting. It, maybe it was on an airplane. I don't know, but I'll try to find it for you for later. But it yeah. was really fascinating. So I think we brought it up. I think Ken brought it up actually in, okay. a, in one of our, our podcasts. So again, Perfect. if you didn't do it, you definitely want to check it out. It's called Blue Zones. Random fit. Download it today. I'm on it. <laughs> so I think the key takeaways is really just understanding that there is a difference between how people are living versus how long they're living. And, you know, if we can actually help, you know, kind of change the narrative for people are living healthier lives and helping them with a life journey of, you know, teaching people better nutritional habits, you know, sleeping longer, going and trying to exercise, adding cardio and increasing, you know, getting your heart rate up at, you know, different times, doing a little bit of something every day is going to add, you know, benefits long-term. I think that's, that's one of the number one things we wanted to talk about and really too, what can you do to program yourself differently as well as your programming within a gym or when you're working with clients, how you can help them, you know, kind of rewire their brain on trying to think more of a healthier life and letting them know that just because they're saying this is their age on paper, they don't have to feel that way. And, you know, and I think just kind of providing them with some of these fun facts, like, hey, you know what, there are fun little like quizzes and surveys and stuff that you can take. Because again, I felt so much better when I saw that I was actually younger than my quote real age. And, you know, I thought, um, you know, there's something to be said with that. And more and more people are talking about it. Right. I, I couldn't agree more than anything you said. And I think if we can feel comfortable talking about it to our clients, it does help shift their focus. It actually takes some pressure off them because they might be looking at some in their mind, insurmountable goal of weight loss or whatever the cosmetic type of thing might be. And if they realize, Hey, I'm in this for the long haul and I'm going to be patient with it. I'm going to progress. So NESM fitness pressures, you have a huge opportunity to really change people's mindsets and really help them for, you may only train them for the next two or three years, but 20 years from now, you have still had an impact because they're still on that fitness journey because they understand what it's all about. Yeah. And if they're living longer and they love you, then you're probably going to have them for a lot longer with your business. So, you know, it's a really good business opportunity as well. <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode with Marty Miller and I today on the Master Instructor Roundtable talking about health um, spans versus lifespans. And if you have any follow-up questions for us or you want to contact us, you can email me at wendy.bats at nasm.org or you can find me on Instagram at wendy.bats13. And then my information is going to pop right up here from our uh, phenomenal producer. So you'll see my Instagram there. 
dr.martymiller72 for Instagram, and then email marty.miller at nesm.org. So Wendy, it's always a pleasure. This was, I love this topic. I'm sure you did as well. And everyone that joined us, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you next week on the Master Instructor Roundtable. 